Okay. All right, so we're recording now, and so, hey, Teresa, we miss you, and uh, Bobby and Nikki and everybody, we miss you, but hopefully you can follow along with us, and we have handouts tonight, but, all right, I said we were going to make it short and sweet and simple, and so, uh, my, I've got this idea from my former pastor, um, and I had did something like it similar at Thanksgiving when y'all were here, we took a couple weeks, and we took the alphabet, and went from A to L or M, whatever it was, and then the next Wednesday we took N all the way through Z and something we're thankful for. And we really just had a, of the Christian faith. And we had a ball last November doing that. But so I've kind of done this with um, our um, our lessons as we start our class. Uh, once you hear the podcast, you'll, you'll understand. I was joking calling the block lane class because uh, if I could lay blocks, I wouldn't have had to pay that guy all that money to lay my foundation for my garage a while back ago. But uh, I've called it the Cornerstone Bible Class because Scripture says Jesus is our cornerstone and everything's built off of Him. Of course, so everything's built off of His Word. So we're going to do the same thing. We're going to take the next 26 weeks and go through and we're going to keep it simple. After the 26 weeks, we may do it again, A through Z, but go a little bit deeper. Uh, but we'll definitely be on different topics anyway because you could go through A through Z to the cows come home and have a different word. For like A, I was looking at a lot of different things to talk about, and for a while I thought about the word assurance. How can you be assured that you're saved? How can you be assured? But I thought, well, that's a little bit a little bit deeper, and we'll get to some stuff like that. But So for this first lesson, I chose the letter A for Adam. And it's kind of, I guess, going along with what the adults are, are learning about in our uh, adult Sunday school class. They're going through the account of creation. Now, you've heard me say it in, in Sunday morning service. Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay. If a person does not believe that one verse by faith, they won't believe anything else in the Bible. Um. Romans talks about creation. Roman talks about your conscience that's inside of you. Um, there is no way in the world the beautiful beaches of the east and west coast and the beautiful sunrises and sunset and the beautiful mountain scenes, it's no way in the world that all happened by accident. Okay, impossible. Uh, you've also heard me say recently that... Um, Order cannot come from chaos. Okay, if you think, if, if somebody really believes in evolution and all of this just came about by chance, um, I would challenge them seriously to go get a 5,000-piece puzzle at Hobby Lobby, dump it in a 55-gallon trash bag and tote it around and shake it for a week. And at the end of that week, let's see if that 5,000-piece puzzle is put together. Now, it sounds ridiculous, because the idea of evolution, that this all evolved, that we evolved from a monkey, um, you know, all of this is just crazy. Um, God created. It takes, I think it almost takes more faith to believe in some cockamamie story that this was created by accident than to really just say, okay, we have a divine creator who molds and makes everything well. And if the account of creation, if y'all read Genesis 1 through 3, which I think most of you probably did. Michael tried to cheat a little bit and just do verses 1 through 3. <laughs> Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3. And he said, Now 
<laughs> well, he's my kind of guy because that's probably what I would have wanted to hear too. Uh, <laughs> I would have done the same thing, brother. So don't feel bad. But chapters one through three, and and you'll see literally what happened. How creation was simply God spoke everything into existence. When it says "Let there be light," and really in the Hebrew, what God said was light to be and it was light now um the the writers of the, of the bible wrote it and as it was translated it was translated a little bit into stuff that we can make sense but god is god and simply said he just says light be so um and the the i guess the crowning jewel of creation would have been man would have been the human race uh because god created it he put man to rule and reign over it, to govern it, so to speak. And uh, so real quickly, uh, we don't have a really deep, long lesson today. Of course, I want to keep it shallow, but I love questions. We see how God created the first man by the name of Adam. And uh, had this been a class where I wanted to get a little bit deeper, we could have we could have broke down the Hebrew word Adam. Just simply means... Um, if I remember correctly, we were studying um, rosy or ruddy. It's a complex. Uh, they're talking about the complexion of our of our skin. The reason all of our skin and uh, has a a reddish tone is because we got blood flowing through it. Now, as I look at here, Manny, he's got probably the best tan of all of us because he works outside probably more than most of us. And Cameron, she stays in a classroom <laughs> running after three year olds. Uh, so. But all your skin, honestly, it's got a ready complexion. How many of you, Dave would appreciate this, how many of you have ever seen a dead body right after it died? I know you have, brother. I know you have. <laughs> the body's gray. Literally, it is coal ash gray because the blood's not pumping through it. Um, I saw gay hawks. And prayed with her minutes before they rushed her back for emergency surgery. She was so close to death. Her skin had already started turning gray. And it's a miracle that she's even alive today. Um, so the word Adam, kind of ruddy uh, uh, complexion, talks about man. So let's look at how man was made. So first of all, we see the pattern. And um, now when I said I'm getting this simple, we're simple. <laughs> but I want to talk a little bit about more some more some uh, uh, complex things, but I want to take questions. But we see the mandate. Now, here's what God said in Genesis 1:26. God said, "Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth." Now, simply put, man was made because God decided to make man, and God said. Well, the first thing most people said, well, who's he talking to? Because this was before the worlds were even formed. Well, he was talking to Jesus, because people's got to understand, and a lot of religions get this wrong, Jesus is eternal, just like God the Father. Jesus was not a created being. Uh, he did not have a beginning he will not have a death or an ending. Now, he had a physical beginning when he was sent to Bethlehem, okay? 
It was called the incarnation, if you want to get a little bit deeper. Um, God took on human flesh, and he had a physical death on the cross of Calvary as payment for our sin. But yet Jesus was eternal with God. In John chapter 1, verse 1, says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's John chapter number 1. And uh, we know for sure that this is a reference of Jesus because let's look down at uh, let's look down at verse 14. You don't have to look for time purposes. If you want to, you can. Word for, uh, verse 14. Um, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So you know very clearly it's talking about Jesus. So Jesus is talk, uh, God is talking to Jesus and the Holy Spirit, which is the Godhead, the Trinity. And he said, let us make man in our image. So, folks, one of the, one of the, now this is a deeper thing, but think about it. I hear a lot of people say, well, I wonder what God looks like. We all do, but we'll never know because the Bible says God is a spirit. And they must worship him in spirit and in truth. So God doesn't have a bodily form like us, but yet Jesus does. So what would Jesus look like? He's looked like Manny. In other words, he's got head. He's got he's got hair. He's got um, uh, arms and hands and feet and legs. And I believe it's Colossians that tells us that, that Jesus is the express image of the Godhead. So, did, does God have a body? The Trinity has a body in Jesus Christ. Okay, it's just like I was teaching about. I know I'm getting a little bit deeper, but um, we were teaching about the body, soul, and spirit. Now, we have a body, but we also have a soul, and that soul nobody could see. That's what God is. God, technically, the soul of the Trinity, where Jesus is the body. So let's make a man and after our image and after our likeness. The image is what you can see on the outside. Likeness is what you can't see, but it's on the inside. Every one of us in here today have a heart. If not, you wouldn't be here. Most of us have both lungs. We probably all have two kidney, uh, two, uh, one kidney, no, two kidneys. I'm thinking about liver. We only have one liver. So we've all, you know, we, we, we you can tell I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Thank the Lord for that. Uh, we all have stuff inside that makes us a light. So the likeness of God to man was Adam was first created like God in a sense that he was sinless. When man was first created, he did not sin. And so, therefore, the Holy Spirit dwelt inside of that man, and he could talk with God. He would have communication with God. Um, we'll see how that got messed up. But that's the mandate. God spoke it and said, let us make man. All right, we see the mention. All right, let's look at the mention in the New Testament. In 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-five. so it is written, the first man, Adam was made a living soul. And now I'm going to introduce you to something else. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. The last Adam, you say, well, who is the last Adam? That's just a term for Jesus Christ. Because Adam was first made, he had no uh, parents. He didn't have, or he didn't need a, um, um, Adam, the original Adam didn't need a mom and a dad because God created him, okay? The last Adam, some people call it the second Adam, was Jesus Christ. 
he he technically didn't need um, he didn't have to have a father because he was sent by God. Um, Mary was told that this child is conceived as of the Holy Spirit. He had an earthly mother, just to prove a point that he was man. So, but the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. We'll, we'll read here in the next point how he became a living soul. But the last Adam was a quickening spirit. All right, so the mention, then we see the manner. And the, uh, Genesis 2, 7, the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now, uh, April gave us out some brownies this morning. And uh, so if you missed, you missed the brownie. Uh, she uh, made us brownies. And I, I don't know how she did it, but I'm assuming she probably had a box of brownie mix unless you made it all homemade from scratch. I did not do it that this time. Watch the homemade ones, though, don't you? Okay, I, I like all brownies, period. But the from scratch. Ooh, from scratch. There you go. Well, God didn't need a kit. He didn't even need any ingredients. He literally formed man out of the dust of the earth, out of the dirt, out of the clay. And um, he, but he, he was not a living creature until he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Literally, in my mind, I, I, I could almost picture the father literally just uh, somebody's a body laying there, just breathe air into the nose, and all of a sudden it goes down in the lungs, and they become a living creature. Now, I know technically, probably if you're given CPR, you're supposed to breathe into their mouth, or now I guess you got the bags. Yep, probably a good idea nowadays. And, uh, but you're, you're forcing air into those lungs. Well, uh, God, the Creator, just breathed, and it made man a living soul, which really, truly means He made him a living being. A living being, a living human being. Now, <laughs> you're not going to bother us. I, I don't care about the crinkling of paper. You just might make me hungry, um, <laughs> which I stay hungry, so that's no big deal. Um, man became a living being. And what I believe, as, as what I preached a few weeks ago, we are not a body that has a soul. We are technically a soul that just has a body. The soul is the part of us which is how we think, it's what we do, it's, it's our emotions, that's going to live forever. Even when this body expires, that soul's going to, going to uh, come out and live forever. So that's what God made. He made him a living soul. And so only God can give life. I love seeing these babies born in the church. We've got two. We've got a third one on the way, by the way. Uh, Heather, Heather Bryant, Heather Searles now. Uh, as I went to the doctor and got verified this week, she's got a little bun in the oven. And um, so that's a, a, a living being. And so uh, God created a living soul. So we see uh, Adam was made a living soul, but the last Adam, which is Jesus Christ, made a quickening spirit which is a spirit that comes to make alive spiritually. So Adam was a physical being, a physical life, where Jesus came to give spiritual life. Um, so we see the mandate, the mention, and the manner. And then lastly, uh, in point one, we see the method. So God created man in his own image, Genesis 1.27, he created him in his own image, and the image of God created he him, 
male and female created he them. I've got that underlined in our notes because this is this is something that society is trying to whitewash. And it's 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 sickening that um, people can change their gender if they just feel more feminine or more masculine or not like that. Well, put it this way. When somebody goes missing and they're, they're, they're passed away, coroner finds it. We, got baby. we found the remains of a such and such year old male or such and such female. There's no way between. Right, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, I've got a preacher friend who's a lot less dignified than I am. He said, if you're ever confused about that, just look south of the Mason-Dixon line and it should clear everything up. He said that He said that in Sunday morning in his church. Now, he's a... Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a buddy of mine. He's actually preached here for us, but anyway, I'm not going to call his name out. But he's, he's, he's a cat bird. But uh, anyway, God created them man uh, and woman, or as scripture says, male and female created he them. But then verse 28, God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So that was God's met pattern for, for creating man. Uh, he just spoke it into being, but he talked it over with Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit, and but... God give physical life, then Jesus come to give us spiritual life. Question. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead. You say go ahead. first. All right, so some versions of the Bible in back to Genesis 2 7, this says soul, some say spirit. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when they were rewording it, could they have gotten it confused with, as you said, the last Adam? Um, that that's a very good question. Um I've got a computer program, so I just, I'm lazy. I take the easy way. I just click and paste. Yeah, I click and paste. Not that Mike's lazy or nothing like that. I know, I'm just playing with it. But um, the soul and the spirit, a lot of men still have tr trouble differentiating from that. But what it really, the way we should probably look at it, is he made him a living being. Okay. Simply put, I honestly think the um, the King James actually got this one right. I like the word soul better, the, the living soul, because your soul is, not, is what does not die. Your spirit, we'll see that a little bit later. The spirit in man's already dead. But there again, it's, it's just complicated. I, I don't have all the answers yet, but the Bible says when he breathed uh, into his nostrils, um, some refer to that to as the spirit of life. And so that, that that's one of those deep subjects that I can say, honestly, I haven't figured out quite yet. But the spiritual man, and when I said Adam and Eve was created in his likeness, the Holy Spirit was dwelling in him. That's why he could communicate and talk with God. That's why he knew God. But we'll see here in just a few minutes, that part of man died. That's why he tells Nicodemus you must be born again. And that spirit's what's born again. Okay. Go back to D. Okay. okay. The method. Where it says be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. But Adam and Eve were not married. 
Okay. So when it says multiply, does it mean create more of yes. life? Yes, yes. See, that's the way that I was... Okay. But I was, if you read further down, where um, the, the tree, the tree where they bear the fruit, uh -huh. it says that she passes it unto her husband. Yeah, it does, it does. All right. All right, let's get let's let's get really deep. Okay, just, was, no, no, it's great, great question, great question. One I've never been asked, but I've always wondered, and I I, I learned this as as time goes on. Marriage, the way we do it now, is a man-made thing. You go to the court, you get your marriage license, you pay them fifty bucks, whatever. All right, it's the way they can make money. But it's also another way to keep records for census, for tax purposes, for all of that. That's all man-made. So that brings us back. What is marriage in God's eyes? Marriage in God's eyes is when one man leaves his mother and father and cleaves to one woman who leaves her mother and father. They are married when they consummate the marriage. When they have sexual intercourse. That's how God looks at marriage. So the wedding is just for show? Yep. The wedding is just for show. It's just so I'm 42 years old and I just figured this out? Yep. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. But, 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 in biblical terms, marriage is still had a celebration. <laughs> marriage is still had a feast. Marriage still had a lot. But you know who the... You know who the real spotlight was on in biblical marriage? The groom, not the bride. But see, I mean, I was always taught that, you know, you you wait till married, you wait till you're married. And, sure. You know, I mean, that's, I guess, yep. churches I've been to in the past, that's what was always taught. And that's what you should do. But the way you're saying it is, in biblical terms, you're not actually married until you consummate. that happens. Yeah, you consummate that, the marriage. That's yeah. confusing to me. It, sure. Is it confusing anybody else? Or it, is. it is It is confusing. Which, like I said, we're going to learn in this class. Because that's backwards yeah. in my brain. Absolutely. Well, if, you, if you lay it into the status quo of, of what is actually stated is everything is waited until ceremony. And at night, you're consummating the marriage. So it's essentially the same day. Yeah, it it, it 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 is it is. Uh, I thought you was going with a different direction with this question, but anyway, you you caught me on guard. Oh, I'll explain the other direction I'm thinking about too. That's going to like, uh, but a lot of stuff is man-made government stuff that we have to live by rules and regulations. Um, if 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 Cammy and Nate decide to tie the knot at some point. The first thing they got to do is go down to the courthouse. You used to have to take blood records, I think, yeah. back in the day, but not anymore. Um, but they want your money, <laughs> okay? And But it's more just than that. It's for your records and all that, too. Well, I guess I just want to know because, I mean, I do have children, and I need to know what, biblically, I need to teach my children. Well, know? by law, by law, you've got to have a marriage license. I mean, you can't, you can't do that, too. There would be some people... Um, there would be some people who say, well, I don't have to go get married and do it by law. And I know some well, people yeah, have. Yeah. I mean, yep. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. But in God's eyes, in God's eyes, I believe this is me. Okay. This is me. When I stand before somebody, 
You know, the one legal thing that I have to, there's two legal things I have to do by law to do a marriage. I've got potentially two weddings coming up this fall and winter. I've got to stand in front of them and I ask, do you take your wife to be your lawfully wedded wife? I don't have to use quite those terms, but in other words, but are you committing to love her and take care of her and cherish her forever? I do. Do you? That's not the part I have to do. That's the part I have to do. I said, by the powers vested in me, by the Commonwealth of Virginia, I now pronounce you husband and wife. All right. Then I go and I have to sign the marriage certificate. I mail that into the register of deeds. By law, then you're married. All right. But I, this is how I look at it. When you place, like if I were marrying you two, hey, Michael, do you take April? Yes. Yeah. April, do you take Michael? Yes. All right. You made a promise to each other, but you've also made a promise before me and God that you're going to be married. So when I when I close my wedding ceremonies, I say by the powers invested in me by the Commonwealth of Virginia, but I say and God's divine sanction, I now pronounce you husband and wife. And once I pronounce them, it's legal by the law, but I honestly believe it's legal in God because it's your committing. I'm going to leave my mom and dad. I'm going to leave my mom and dad, and we're going to become one flesh. I believe that's in Genesis. It's on down in there, yeah. Genesis, like the end of chapter two. Genesis 2, I think. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yep, something like that. And uh, while we got it, then I'll touch on one thing. And I'll tell you what, we'll come, we'll come back and we'll get, the, we'll, we'll, get the re- we'll get the rest of this next week. Um, Genesis, no, no, this is, this is what we got class for. Uh, Genesis 2.23, and Adam said... Um, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be uh, called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, here's 24, Nathan's dead on. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked and the man and his wife and they were not ashamed. They had nothing to be ashamed about. Seeing hadn't come in yet. All right, so that's what's marriage. You leave and you cleave, so to speak. You leave your family, you cleave to your wife. Then in God's eyes, the marriage is consummated that night. Okay. Um, so deep. All right, here's where I thought you was going though. <laughs> His man and wife, he says, be fruitful and multiply. And let's be honest, we all thought this at some point in time. Adam and Eve, well, we, we know the three children, Cain and Abel, we know what happens there. Uh, Cain... Killed his brother Abel. Uh, then he has another brother by the name of uh, Seth. All right, but it don't mention daughters. But sooner or later, Adam and Eve had daughters. So then you would think, wait a minute, does that mean what I think it means? Yes, it does mean what you think it means. No. You got to understand though. Huh? The genetics were different. Huh? The genetics were completely different. There was a pure bloodline. Okay. Okay. So, yes, brothers and sisters were able to. Man, he's like, man, I can't believe that. <laughs> he's in the, he's <laughs> man, he's got to look at his face and like, say what? <laughs> but, I mean, we're not. <laughs> we can't get myself in trouble. There was no other option, though. There was no other option. Hey, look, and the bloodlines were pure. Yeah. Royal bloodlines. There was bloodlines. There was no disease. There was no sickness. There was no 
drugs and yeah but no it's 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 a pure bloodlust man is what's made society horrible and rotten now and the and, and God changed this later now that's a no no <laughs> because it's genetic deformities uh mental mental deformities um it's it's bad it's it's really bad now but when the bloodline was pure back then and everything got messed up so we were back at a clamp that's just on <laughs> I guess. I was going to say we come from West Virginia, but I, I, thought, I thought that's going to get me in trouble because we got folks from West Virginia. But <laughs> but that's how it was. That's how it was started. I mean, you stop and think about it. But a lot of people want to focus on that and make a lot out of it when that don't matter. Well, I, ultimately, I, and I won't try to make a big deal out of it saying that. I just did not understand what was exactly. Of what marriage was. Yeah. Yep. That's a good question. I, y'all, are, y'all are already thinking pretty deep, and uh, so I told you this class is going to be shallow, but y'all getting a little deeper already, on me already. But anyway, well, let me close out and uh, go get ready for for eleven o'clock message. Father, thank you for the folks here today. Thank you for the good time and the good questions. And uh, Lord, help us um, always lo- learn your word and love your word and apply your word. Lord, bless our 11 o'clock hours. We're getting ready to have service in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, On the topic of marriage, I will say this. God expects us to abide by the laws of the land. So when people do get married and it is a law, you're really supposed to do it by the way the government says now. A marriage license. uh, But... The uh, I still love a church wedding. I went to a beautiful wedding last night, absolutely gorgeous. I didn't have to do it. It was just uh, Mike Crutchfield's daughter, and I've been friends with Mike for 100 years. And a uh, beautiful wedding, beautiful setting. It was outside up in Hurt, Virginia. Uh, beautiful, but I still like an old-fashioned church wedding. It's just special to me. But that's not saying you have to. I see two folks giving each other dirty looks right now. So I'm going to get off of this subject before I get myself in trouble. Thanks for joining us. No. Uh.